everyone, welcome to Boss Hags. I'm Allison. I'm Jennifer. And we're bosses who are also hags. Our eggs are dying. We're not ready to be moms. Did we want to, like, do any banter or anything to, like, make ourselves more relatable and endearing or... Absolutely. Here's my banter for the week. I have had a several emotional breakdowns this week, but also my hair looks really good because I just got my hair done. And also my eyebrows look really good because I'm experimenting with new eyebrow things, including boy brow, which is really doing wonders for me. I have a really good recommendation. I do like boy brow though. Go on. But have you heard of Flower Beauty Bubble Brow? It's like basically what? soap brows. No. It looks so good in my opinion. What I've done in the past is I use the Anastasia powder, like the powder duo. And that's good, but it's just like harder to build up to what I want it to look like. But I got Boy Brow and Brow Flick. And then I got this Maybelline like equivalent of Brow Flick and that's working really well. So I'm doing the Anastasia and then like some Brow Flick on top when I need it and Boy Brow on top of that. Ooh, I like that. I would like a picture of it because I can tell that they're probably fluffier. I guess like we should even it out for boys in case any of them are listening um, and talk about like monster trucks or something. (laughs) Like, not to reinforce gender stereotypes, because, like, whatever gender you are, if you don't know what we're talking about... Fuck you. (laughs) You have no business here. Actually, aren't we... We're talking about sports later, so don't worry. That's true. Uh, But boys only care about two things, and it's monster trucks and women's breasts. I've been having this dilemma lately where I like t-shirts and I have a lot of them. I, like, what do you do when creepy-ass old men are staring at your boobs and talking about your shirt, you know? It's just the age-old question. So you're saying this, you have this relatable problem where you're you're too busty and beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) yes oh i know everyone can relate everyone can relate to my busty problem bustique if you will i'm just i'm just too bodacious and it's a problem (laughs) if you didn't have anything else to add i need to start in on boy bands go on my my banter is I went to Backstreet Boys last Wednesday. Oh my and gosh. And it was amazing. I... <sighs> I'm so jealous. I know that this is a flex, but I've seen them two times in concert. Oh, wow. I know. I've been in your presence. Yeah. I just want to say I looked at Let's do let's do a classic opener of a talk and say A boy band is loosely defined as a vocal group consisting of young male singers, usually in their teenage years or their 20s at the time of formation, singing love songs marketed towards young women. Mm. Uh, Most of the time, none of them know how to play, or none of them play musical instruments. They just harmonize, which is good enough for me. Me too. Absolutely. And they often dance and wear coordinating outfits. Yeah, the Backstreet Boys dance and the, the... Concert was like two hours, so it's two hours straight of them doing 
choreographed dances. Did they look really cool? Yeah, they looked really cute. They had wardrobe changes, but they didn't change into like coordinating outfits for it. So I was like, why did you do that if it's like (laughs) you're not going to coordinate? Also, they did something that I feel like every band should do, which is... So they have a new CD that came out this year. Or, I mean, album. Sorry, I'm really aging myself. It's appropriate for Backstreet Boys. True. But when they'd sing off the new album, they'd only sing, like, a minute and a half versions of it. So they wouldn't sing the whole thing. But they'd sing the whole thing of the hits. So you could be like, oh, like, I heard some of that new song, but didn't need to hear the whole thing. Yeah, that's that new, new, but we also get that old, old. Yeah, just a little taste. Because you know when you go and they want to play their new songs and you're like, okay, yeah, I came for this. That speaks to their self-awareness, which I appreciate. Like, they're not rejecting their history and they're accepting of the fact that their, like, peak was in the 90s and early 2000s. So they're, like, embracing it and giving the people what they want. Wow, we we stand a self-aware squad. I'd just like to say that... I bought myself a birthday present because my birthday is this Wednesday. I bought myself a Jonas Brothers ticket because they're coming to North Carolina on my birthday. <gasps> How far away is that from you? Two hours. Because I know that on the East Coast, you can like drive to other states really easily. Mm-hmm. But here it's like a, a big commitment. There's a very relevant lyric in the Jonas Brothers cover of the song Year 3000 because they talk about how in the year 3000 there's a boy band and another one and another Another one one. and And another another one. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like the Jonas Brothers from like 10 years ago a lot more than now. Honestly, I would say me too, but I really like their new album, like unironically. I'm sure some of it's nostalgia, but it's really good. No, I'm glad you like it. I'm not trying to bash the Joe Bros. I'm sorry. I, I'm i not offended at all. Okay, so let me also tell you, I'm looking, I just wanted to get down to the fundamentals. I wanted to put the fun in fundamentals for boy bands. <laughs> I wanted the put to put dementals in the fundamentals. <laughs> dementals. That could be a boy band name. Can we start it and it'll be we'll call ourselves a boy band but we're girls. But yeah, yeah, we'll call ourselves a boy band but the gag will be we're girls. Boy band's popularity has peaked 4 times according to Wikipedia in the 1960s. With, uh, for an example, the Jackson 5. And then in the 1990s and the early 2000s. And then in the early 2010s with uh, One Direction and Big Time Rush. Wow. And then now in the late 2010s with uh, the pop group BTS, which is the Korean one. I've heard good things, but I've never really, like, listened to them. I don't want to alienate any BTS fans. I like listening, like, I think their music is really fun to listen to, but they lost my interest when I saw them perform live on SNL. I just thought it was a train wreck. There were too many of them. Most of them had really average singing voices, and it was just, like, a mess. Oh, Sorry, sorry, BTS, but you're no BSB. Okay, that's true. And I I knew it was your birthday on the 14th for the record. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just heard you quietly go, 
Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Backstreet Boys have been around for 26 years. They kept reminding us of that. So the number one best-selling boy band of all time, can you guess what it is? I'm going to say either NSYNC or One Direction. Jenny, I hope you feel so effing dumb because it's Backstreet Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of them. (laughs) 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 Ah. Okay, go on. They're the highest selling boy band in the world. Of all time. They've made claimed sales is a hundred million. Huh. Yeah. So more like than more than million. the Beatles? Because the Beatles are a boy band, right? Uh I don't think they're Or would really we counted. or would we categorize them as a rock band, not a boy band? They wouldn't be categorized as a as a boy band because they play instruments and they write their own songs. Oh and as much as I love the Backstreet Boys and their their dance moves, I don't really ha- hold them in the same regard as the Beatles. I mean, what if there was a movie called Backstreet's Back and it it was about someone waking up and um, they were the only one who remembered that the Backstreet Boys existed? Oh, and like they called someone over and they were like, you are my fire. And then everyone was like, holy shit, this is good. (laughs) They're like, did you write that? And they're like, this shit, this is a masterpiece. This is the greatest songwriter of our generation. Yes, exactly. I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard that that the boomers love it. I saw it with my dad, and I also loved it. But I think you have to, like, you have to give at least a little bit of a shit about the Beatles to care about it. And I really, really like the Beatles, so... I do too. Sorry for bragging all over the place, but I saw a Beatles tribute band. I think I probably said it in an early, earlier sode of this, so I'm just being. I an remember asshole. that you did. I think it's still in there. But want to know something? I saw a Beatles tribute band in high school. That's <laughs> cute. I love this for us. For the record, me and Jennifer have gone to one concert <laughs> together, and it was the Japanese house. And it was really good. It was. <sighs> and we got there probably like 30 or 40 minutes later than it was supposed to start, meaning we got there right as they started. So we missed one song, and unfortunately it was like one that I really wanted to hear. But we just like walked in, watched it, and went home. It was – that's like my ideal mm-hmm. concert experience. No preamble. No post-amble, just amble. That is true. As Like, I, for the Backstreet Boys, and I think it's... I can't think of other examples, but I'm sure it's happened before. I really love when I have seats to a concert so I don't have to go early and try to get a good spot. Yep. And stand there the whole time. This one, they had Brian Littrell's... His name... I thought Littrell. it was Littrell, but it's Littrell. What?! Yeah, that's how they were saying it. They had the opener was his son, whose name is Bailey, spelled B-A-Y-L-E-E, and he's a country singer. Brian, how could you? And in case Brian ever hears this, I didn't go on purpose, but it wasn't out of disrespect. 
Did you know that Brian and Kevin are cousins? <gasps> no, I actually yeah. didn't. I think I've heard so, that before, but I forgot. So the story of the Backstreet Boys is like with a lot of boy bands and groups, like girl bands and girl groups like Spice Girls, there was like a company doing auditions for a boy band. Like they were trying to put one together. And Kevin was already attached to the project, and he had them audition his cousin Brian over the phone. And then they flew Brian out to Orlando to, like, finish auditioning, and he got the part. Brian, what a little sweetie. Is he technically ginger? That's tough. He has ginger vibes, but his hair doesn't really look red. Yeah, that's true. He has, like, ginger energy. Which I he love has for big him. ginger energy. Mm-hmm. BGE. Wow, it's not even just ginger energy. It's big ginger energy. <laughs> That's an important distinction. Yeah. Before we get into the nitty-gritty details of this story of mm-hmm. fame, fortune, uh, love and loss, and sex and <laughs> drugs and violence. And reconciliation um, and healing and hope. Redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say what our favorite Backstreet Boys songs are why don't you go first okay so it's Shape of My Heart <gasps> specifically the part when Nick Carter does a little solo um, it's been my favorite BSB song since I was 8 years old Wow. when Black and Blue came out also I just want you to know for research purposes I was listening to this earlier today, and Amy walked in and was like, <laughs> hell yeah. Well, I went on to their YouTube to get the exact timestamp because I just felt like it, and mm-hmm. it had the commercial for that movie where it's like 11-year-old boys on a sex swing. Oh, the one with Jacob Tremblay? Yeah. I'm so sad about that movie. It looks really bad, and I love him. And I just don't know how you go from the movie Room to that. He's America's <sighs> nephew. Why would he do this to us? Exactly. But I accidentally, you can like make the window on YouTube tiny and I accidentally did that and I don't know how to make it back. Oh, I did it. I'm going to I'm going to be a basic bitch and my favorite song is I want it that way. That's okay. No judgment. But somewhere in my top five is The Call. The one that's like, listen, baby, I'm sorry. Just want to tell you, don't worry. I will be late. Don't stay up. And wait um, Did they play that me. at their concert? Hell yeah, they effing did. Ooh, incredible. The exact favorite part of my favorite Backstreet Boy song, cosplay like you're you're watching the music video on YouTube. Go to the timestamp mm-hmm. of two twelve. It has Nick Carter doing a solo. That's my favorite part of the whole oh my song. Gosh. Can you yeah, sing it play. for me? Absolutely not. I can't hit those notes. Is it is it like the slower part at the end? No. Hold on. I'm gonna just just. Sh- sh- <laughs> Play it for me. Sing to me, Paolo. Confession. This is- Got 
Does this sound familiar? No more. I don't know where to start. But to show you the shape of my heart. Key change. I'm looking back. <laughs> okay, well, I really what I really enjoy is that there's a delay on my phone since we're since for anyone who doesn't know, we're talking on the phone, so it's like Amy or not Amy. I'm so sorry. I just called you Amy. I'm used to it. I'm like a grandmother. Oh crap! <laughs> what did okay. you just do? <laughs> I just accidentally knocked my phone over, like with my hand. I don't know. It was weird, but cool. I have dropped my phone so much lately. Like I just put on a new screen protector, and it is cracked up. Damn, dude. I'm sorry. You live a hard and fast lifestyle. Honestly, I do. No one can keep up. Not even me. (laughs) (laughs) But what Allison is saying is there's a delay because we're recording over the phone. But for you guys, I will edit it so that I'm singing at the same time so that I sound really cool and proficient. Hey, um, in case you guys didn't understand, me and Jenny are talking on the phone. You dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> hey, idiots. We're not in the same room. I can't even see my daughter's face. I literally can't even see my mother in real life in person. So I if really, you think you've got it tough. I really need to come to Virginia and see those president's heads. I was like, oh I was, my gosh. I can't I was, even believe that those are real. My brother has been there. It's just, it's so wild because I've been to Williamsburg a lot. And I had no idea, or I would have made everyone walk around amongst the dead president's heads. Oh, I guess they're not all dead, huh? I think that, like, Abe Lincoln might be dead for sure. (laughs) Who's to say, though? We have no actual confirmation that he's dead. Did you like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC more growing up? Backstreet Boys. Oh. Please. Okay, because I know there's people out there who's lived, who grew up wrong and liked NSYNC more. <laughs> Honestly, I love NSYNC, but it was always Backstreet Boys for me. And then also a final question, who is the most classically handsome? That's tough. Not because I don't have a favorite. My favorite is Nick, and I always thought he was the cutest, cutie-ass sweetie. However, in my old age, I think Kevin is really hot. He is his bone structure. He has an incredible face. So I think Kevin is the most classically handsome, but am I pretty attached to Nick Carter? Yes. We would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that he had a sexual harassment scandal. Yes, we would. Sexual harassment. And that's unfortunate. I meant to correct myself for saying sexual harassment and I said sexual harassment again. Sexual assault. <laughs> oh shit, it was assault? I really don't know anything about it, but I know that he kind of has a cloud over his head. Yes. Pretty much the only thing I've ever done right is seeing them in concert before the scandal broke. Back when they were untainted. Yeah, and then I saw them after, so I obviously was like, maybe we shouldn't go into this because we're making ourselves look like shit. But, like, she claimed that he came over and, like, did stuff to her body she didn't want done. And then he Aww. came out with a statement that was like, I thought it was consensual. Like, she, it was a very graphic story. Oh. Um, but, yeah. 
there's not anything on it on his Wikipedia page under personal life. Well, yeah. here's what I want to say about it. I am in no position and I do not have enough information to, like, make some kind of official statement about Nick Carter specifically. Sounds like he was in the wrong. And I sincerely hope that he made amends and that he has learned from it and changed from it. That doesn't make it okay. In situations where someone is apologetic and they don't try to defend themselves and try to speak out and help other people learn and grow from their mistake, I think that's really positive and powerful. Not that those men should be put on a pedestal, but I think that is like an example of how it should be done. And I think that that is what Aziz Ansari has done. And I'm really impressed with that. So he's like one of the very few, in your opinion, that handled <laughs> his scandal appropriately? Yes. Well, who who's handled their scandal the worst that you can tell? That's complicated, but um, Kavanaugh didn't do great. I think the- Louis C.K. was kind of a shithead about it. Oh, yeah, he does that sh- that bullshit where he's like, you can't joke about anything, like, that kind of energy where it's like, people are so easily mm-hmm. offended. Well, and it's so interesting because Louis C.K., pre-scandal, was the same person who said, if someone tells you that you've hurt them, you're not allowed to just say, no, I didn't, because, like, they're the one that's hurt. There's, have you ever watched Great News? It has Tina Fey on it. Well, as like a guest star. No. Whose show is it? Like, what is it? It has Nicole Richie and Briga Heaton. I don't know her name. You'll have to look <gasps> oh. it up. I saw like a, the ad for it on either Netflix or Hulu or wherever it is. It's on Netflix. You'll like it if you like 30 Rock. Oh, good. I just rewatched an episode of Chuck that had Nicole Richie in it. So I'm like, wait a minute, Nicole Richie. So I'm all about that. She's, I love her. She's very funny. Yeah, she's actually really talented. She, I don't think she got enough credit for being talented because she was just sort of like the iconic friend of Paris Hilton. But I also think that Paris Hilton is funny too, like in her own I don't know. I just like them, even though their energy is not for everyone. (laughs) Agreed. There's an episode of America's Next Top Model very early on, maybe season two or three in Paris Hilton's heyday. And they talked about like doing styling in the style of Paris Hilton for a shoot. And this girl was like, oh my gosh, I love Paris Hilton. And she was dressed exactly like Paris Hilton. And she was wearing like a little, you know, the early 2000s newsboy caps. I'll send you the video. I have it on my phone. I would love to see it. It makes me so happy every time I watch it. Okay. Anyway, what were you going to say about all of that? I was just going to say this could all come full circle because Nick Carter and Paris Hilton dated during several months from 2003 to 2004 carter dated model and socialite paris hilton Hmm. i'd like to move on and not talk more about nick carter's um sexual assaulting of women i just want to say like there's no defense for that behavior but i hope that he has changed let's cross our fingers that he's not a shitbag anymore (laughs) 
I, his statement, let me find his statement on it. Sorry, I feel like I'm... I'm actually, yeah, I'm very interested because I feel like I'm talking hypothetically, but, like, maybe he actually was either a total asshole or said something good about it. Okay, so this is his official... Re- re- is it called a retort? Huh. I, I guess it's a, just a statement. Whatever. Sorry. I was trying to get really... I was pretending like I am a lawyer. <laughs> Please call it a retort anyway. Melissa never expressed to me while we were together or at any time since that anything we did was not consensual. We went on to record a song and perform together, and I was always respectful and supportive of Melissa both professionally, personally and professionally. I don't know. I think that's plausible that they both just have a different point of view on it. That's all he said, though? Yeah. Hmm. Um... I don't love that. (laughs) There have been worse responses, but I don't love that. Because, once again, it's not Melissa's a lying bitch and she never told me. It's like, oh, I have a broader understanding of consent now and I'm sorry I made her feel that way. And I'm more aware of, like, how to check for consent now. But sorry, Melissa. You know? It's not that hard to just listen to somebody. That's true. You're right. Okay, well, whatever. It's murky. <laughs> We're trying our best. I mean, it's as far as like the right thing to do, it's pretty black and white, but like as far as us not having been there and not knowing the nuances of their relationship and how he may have responded behind closed doors, it is murky. So Also, for the record, neither of us is denying her point of view. It's not like either of us are like, she's a lying bitch. Absolutely. Busy Phillips talks about her rape when she was 14. And she talked about, like, having this dream that she, like, um, that she was just, like, out in public. And these dudes came up to her and was like, ha ha, like, you're famous. Our friend had you. And so she, like, follows them around this corner, and there's a, like, um her rapist is there, and, like, his friends go back, and she, like, kind of confronts him and is like, what were you saying to your friends? And he was like, oh, just that we dated. And so, and her response in the dream was, okay, I guess that's your truth. Like, that's true for you, probably. And, like, that's not in any way to excuse his behavior, but, like, it was, it was, like, her acknowledging that people have different perspectives. And, like, if you flip that, like, somebody who's accused of rape or sexual assault or sexual harassment should at least be able to say that's true for you and figure out how to, like, respond with empathy and love and, like, correct their behavior accordingly. I don't know if that makes sense, but that felt really important to me. Like, that's true for you, and this is what was true for me. Like, let's try to meet in the middle and fix it instead of, like, trying to defend ourselves and be right. Yeah, like, pretend like there's going to be some ultimate truth that's going to come out that they can... And I mean, in some situations, there probably is ultimate truth. Like... Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, whatever. We recognize the nuances of it all i'm glad we had that conversation we're so fucking enlightened (laughs) we literally are gonna heal the world with this episode (laughs) 
Well, let's get back to some BSB. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who was always your favorite? Oh, I really loved Nick Carter, like when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I thought he was so cute and boyish. And I also liked Aaron. Actually, like Aaron Carter's the CD with How I Beat Shaq and How to and um, Aaron's Party. Yeah, that freaking slaps. Like he shouldn't have put that out so early because he peaked at age 13 or whatever. Oh, my gosh. But. Aaron Carter is so fascinating to me. <laughs> That's true. We should have done the, for in case anyone listening doesn't know this. Aaron Carter is the younger brother of Nick Carter. Me too. Well, he also, and also his cover of I Want Candy. Yo. So good. I'm going to hang out with a girl named Candy. Remember, like, that was back in the day. I know a girl who's tough but sweet. That was back in the day when they, um, would do those little intros on, on CDs. Like, for Britney Spears' Lucky, when that guy leaves a voicemail, a fake voicemail, and he's like, I was just thinking about that story where a girl had everything, but she still wasn't satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story about a girl named Lucky. Yeah. Early morning, she wakes up to a knock, knock, knock on the door. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So at the concert, they were talking about how when they formed, it was 420, 1993, Blaze It. Nick Carter Hell was yeah. 12. He was the youngest. Kevin was 21. And then Whoa. they were all, yeah. They were all somewhere <laughs> in the middle of that, the rest of them. 12? Yeah, dude. Wow. 12 and 21. <laughs> Yeah, natural best friends, am I right? <laughs> Can't believe they're best friends and they were the closest of the group. That's pure speculation for the record, Jenny. We don't want to <laughs> spread any lies. I sincerely hope that you said it's AJ that was 21? No, 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 Kevin. Our, oh, the Kevin. Cute, the hot cutie Kevin. I sincerely hope that Kevin had his own circle of friends so that he wasn't just hanging out with a bunch of teenagers. Well, I think it was Brian was either 18 or 19. Okay. And then the other ones were like 18 and 16 or something. I can't even remember. I'm not here for accuracy. Wow. 12. Okay. I can move on from that, but I'm going to be thinking about it for the next four minutes, at least. Yeah, it's crazy, right? He, he like, <laughs> Nick Carter went through the line of being like, how old were you when on the day we met? And I was they 12. Did that. Yeah. And then they all made dad jokes about how high his voice was. Imagine your 12-year-old self meeting your 21-year-old self. Like, would you hang out? Would you understand each other's references? I don't know. That's wild. I would never hang out with a 12-year-old. I don't give a shit if it's me in the past or not. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, at 21 years old, could I have started a band with one of my students? My literal 12-year-old students. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... Wow, you're such a good student. Would you like to be in a band together? I want to utilize your talent. Yeah. I can distinctly 
distinctly remember hearing Backstreet Boys for the first time when I got checked out of elementary school when I was in kindergarten. And I was in my mom's Isuzu Rodeo, the dankest car ever. (laughs) And um, they were playing I'll Never Break Your Heart. Or actually, I think it was probably As Long As You Love Me. One of those. I don't care who you are. are. Who you are. Where you're from. (laughs) Where you're from. It it was a life-changing moment, bro. I don't know that I can remember the first time I heard them, but I do remember. Here are some early memories that I have with them. First of all, the song Backstreet's Back. I remember listening to it in the car. Um... After having already listened to it a lot and me and my siblings being very familiar with the album, we were listening to that song specifically in the car with our parents and the part where he says, am I sexual? Yeah. Yeah. Me and my sister Catherine like looked at each other and knew it was coming up and felt like our parents would make us would like not let us keep listening to Backstreet Boys if they heard them say that. So right when that started, right before that line, I started like coughing really loudly. Wow, (laughs) what a hero. (laughs) Like the little actress that I am. Something I can remember. So my brother really liked Backstreet Boys. Um, Uh He's 11 years older than me. So he liked them when he was like 19 and older. So it was, like, uh-huh. me and him both re- – I don't know why. I just think that's a really funny perspective is, like, a 19-year-old boy was, like, hell yeah, Black and Blue by Backstreet Boys. <laughs> that's, like, almost the age difference between Nick and AJ. So, actually, that's really beautiful. I, I mean, wow. Kevin. Sorry, Deep. Nick and Kevin. It's okay. A- AJ probably seems like he's older because he's so wise beyond his years with – He's such the, a like, baddie. Tattoos. Yeah. So I remember the song "Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely," mm-hmm. and he's, they have the lyric that says, "How can you're asking me to feel the things you never show?" And I remember Oof. being appalled because I was like, "Are they talking about boobs?" Oh my like, gosh! Doesn't that sound like they could be hinting at it, like touching boobs? Absolutely, but my brain was not even close to getting to that point. I would never have even. It's like boobs wasn't even in my vocabulary yet. (laughs) You were deep. You were probably thinking like feelings. And I was like, ew, they're talking about touching boobs. And I remember me saying that to my brother. And he's like, they're not talking about boobs. (laughs) Oh, well, just to be clear, I was very dismissive of those feelings. Me and my sister always made fun of that song because we thought it was so pathetic. What Show a bunch me of the bitches. of being lonely. It was like, dude, get over it. F both of you. <laughs> no, when I listen to it now, it, make, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> it's I love it so much, even though Nick's wearing like a stupid ass newsboy cap. The newsboy cap has never not been a mistake, except in the feature film Newsies. Oh, End of oh list. yeah. If it's a slur, if it's a surplus of newsboy caps, and also like, it goes with the titular th- theme, like mm-hmm. obviously it's fine to have just a cornucopia. Yep. 
I don't even. I don't think that statement made sense, but I'm gonna stand by it and put it on my grave. I'm carving it on your tombstone as we speak. You can't hear <laughs> it because I'm a sound it. technician. <laughs> when he dated Paris Hilton in the early 2000s, talking about Nick Carter again, he said she was a terrible, terrible influence on Nick as he partook in numerous indulgences with substances and his dependency reached his peak. He said it was a dark time in his life and openly blames Paris Hilton for it. In his 2013 autobiography, the singer claimed she fed his his worst impulses and encouraged him to to live the party lifestyle harder. Paris. Okay, once again, (laughs) I'm not trying to shit on Nick, but that's pretty harsh language. For someone who made choices. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, also. You could have just said no. No. Way to take no responsibility. You know how everyone blames Bobby Brown for Whitney Houston's drug dependency? Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, really makes her out to be such a victim. And I would agree that she was in an unhealthy relationship and that he was a big part of it. But she herself has like multiple had multiple times said i made a choice so she didn't see herself as a victim and she didn't blame someone else for her dependency you know i don't i think it's probably mostly so people can be like bobby brown's a piece of shit and whitney's an angel and the most decorated vocalist of our time or whatever yeah and it's like can't whitney be an angel and also have drug dependency because like she's still an angel you know yeah Yeah, it's not like it undercuts everything. I guess we should have also would have been a good idea to just do an episode on the Carter family because they're a wreck. Since since you said that, Aaron Carter and Hilary Duff dated in 2001, broke up like two years later because he was cheating on her with Lindsay Lohan, allegedly. And then... Like, flash forward to 2014, more than a decade later, um, he, like, tweeted a series of tweets that were like, oh my gosh, I'll spend the rest of my life trying to be better and trying to earn her back. I... I don't care what any of you think. Like, I want to get back to her. I lost the best thing that ever happened to me. Don't be that stupid douche that loses the love of your life forever. I messed up so badly. Like, it was multiple tweets. (laughs) And it was just like, it made, it was very sad, very desperate, a little pathetic. But I mean, at least it was an admission of guilt and he was seeking redemption, you know? <laughs> I love it when boys recognize that they're dumb. Yeah. My hair stylist said the other day, we were having a conversation, and, like, the context doesn't really matter, but I basically said, can men just step it up a little bit? And she was like, they can be less the way they are, but they can't be the way we are. Like, they'll never be as badass and shit together as women are. You know what I mean? Let's dive back into the Backstreet Boys. So where we left off is childhood memories of the Backstreet Boys. And we found out how they got together. And we talked so much about Nick Carter. (laughs) Uh, I don't know a ton about Kevin Richardson. But I do know that if you Google Kevin Richardson blingy, there's some gold on there. 
You know, blingy is like those um, gifts that have like dumb little stickers all over them. It, they're I'm good. Googling he, it right now. Perfect. <laughs> so I googled Backstreet Boys facts, and a lot of great headlines came up, such as 25 dark secrets about the Backstreet Boys, and 17 best facts about the Backstreet Boys. Like, how do you determine? How do you know what the best fact is? These superlatives, please. I mean, they've they've had Nick Carter has had some troubles with the law. AJ has had some troubles with the law, doing drugs, and so that's mm-hmm. a f- cold hard fact. Well, he's also had trouble with very very bad facial hair choices. That AJ. I have this like cool timeline open right now, so I'm gonna walk you through some stuff. Hell yeah, I love cool timelines. I'm on the website backstreetboys.com slash history. In 1993, the band got together, and like you said, 420, and they performed at SeaWorld and then kept performing, and they got really famous by 1995 with their single I'll Never Break Your Heart, and we've got it going on. In 1996, they came out with Quit Playing Games With My Heart and then released their first album, Backstreet Boys. 1997 is when Backstreet's Back is released, and that was like, as long as you love me, everybody, Backstreet's Back, anywhere for you. Then 1998, they won Group Album of the Year at the Billboard Awards. People's Choice Favorite International Group at the Much Music Video Awards and Best Group Video at the MTV Awards for Everybody Backstreet's Back. Ooh. Also, October 7th is Backstreet Boys Day in Orlando, Florida. Can I ask why? Um, just because that's where the band was formed. Oh, they met on 420, but then October 7th they were like, let's get serious, boys. Oh, you know what? I I bet it's because they, like, headlined a tornado relief concert um, and raised a shit ton of money, and it probably was held on October 7th or something. Oh. And then 1999 was their big year because that's when all of those singles came out and when Millennium came out, and it set the record for first week sales in the U.S., selling 1.1 million copies. And I remember when my sister got that album for her birthday, I was, like, gasping and screaming and, like, way more excited than her. Millennium? Yep. I can remember my parents brought that home for me just, like, at random, and I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. I love being spoiled by Trees and Kim. Rock your body now. Yeah. yeah. Everybody now. <laughs> In 2000, they released Shape of My Heart and The One as singles. And in 2001, they came out with Black and Blue, which had like The Call, More Than That, Drowning. Um, let's see. I feel like this is kind of their decline. 2005 they came out with never gone and that had that one song incomplete did you ever listen to that yeah it effing slaps and rocks my I world i love that song it goes so hard 
How does it go again? Incomplete. I tried to go on like I never knew never you. Never knew you. I'm awake, but my world is half asleep. You don't even I know how hard I'm twerking right now. For this, <laughs> for this heart to be unbroken. But without you, all I'm going to be is incomplete. Hell yeah. Also, I forgot about Just Want You to Know. I just want you to know. So that album actually was really good. <laughs> um, But it felt weird. Like, it wasn't that long after their peak, but it still felt like, whoa, they're kind of done, right? Oh, yeah. I thought it, like, it absolutely was. But then they came out in the one with the one in 2009 without Kevin. Yeah, because Kevin left in 2006. Which is like a dark stain on history. Absolutely. Except for it has this song called Undone. Are you familiar? I am not. No. It's very good. You'll add it to your arsenal right now. I will. Kevin Richardson comes back in 2012. And that's when the world was right again. I can remember that because, like, that day my equilibrium came back to alignment. It's like, even if you didn't know the precise moment that it happened, I bet everyone, like, felt it in their bones. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for sending me that song. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I can't risk her forgetting. I would have forgotten. I I already forgot. And then I saw your text that you sent me the song on Apple Music. Then, like, honestly, not to, like, be dismissive of their work, but, like, they've just, you know, like, Nick did Dancing with the Stars in 2015. They broke the Guinness World Record for most nationalities in a hot tub, which is really weird. <laughs> um, uh, I've been wondering who hold, held that title. Absolutely, yeah. They, in 2017, they started their Las Vegas residency. Nothing really ever was as much of a smash hit as their 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. But now they're obviously touring on their DNA tour. Yeah. I mean, I like their new music. It's not like it's bad. It just doesn't like it doesn't have the nostalgia factor because it's coming Mm. out when I'm old as shit. I'm so fucking old. I'm literally a crypt keeper. Exactly. Like, my breasts are on the ground. Literally just dragging. How do I even do it? <laughs> I'm just joking because my body looks like vampires. Um, actually, I ran into one of my high school teachers. She was like, you look exactly the same. You're going to look 20 when you're 50. And I was like, <gasps> thank you. <laughs> I don't look 20 now, for the record, but I do look good, and that was very validating. You do look good. Don't forget it. Otherwise, I'll freaking punch you clean in the jaw. Earlier, when I responded to that tweet that you did of you in your dare shirt, I, like, wrote a really long tweet complimenting every aspect of your face and hair and body, and then I felt like a creep-ass creep, and I shortened it a lot. (laughs) I really reeled it in. 
don't feel like a creep because I text you and I'm like, oh, I spent a lot of time with this boy I'm dating and I just talked about how great you are. (laughs) (laughs) I just talked about you the whole time, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm saying if anyone should be labeled creepy, it's me, frankly. Don't talk about my friend Allison that way. Wait, let me get back to some BSB for a minute. The fact of the mm-hmm. matter is the moves of going on Dancing with the Stars and like having a Las Vegas residency are respectable, but they are definitely like a last ditch effort, like washed up. As previously mentioned, Elvis started performing in Las Vegas when he was walking down the street in the 70s and he realized that no one recognized him or was paying any attention to him. And then he was like, oh, shit, (laughs) and started performing again. He didn't have the option to go on Dancing with the Stars, unfortunately. Oh, that would have been so incredible for us, but. Yeah. yeah. I can say it's washed up to have a Las Vegas residency because I went to it and paid money, so. Mm Mm-hmm. What else can we say? Oh, and also Celine Dion had a Las Vegas residency for a long time, but she's not washed up. She's our angel. If anyone has any bad thoughts about her, then please block us online. You know where the door is, and you can just leave. I'm going to get one of those weirdly specific t-shirts, and it's going to say, I'm 29 years old, and my ecology teacher says I'm going to look 20 when I'm 50, and also, I'm a Celine Dion fan, and if you don't like it, you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the one today that was like, Daddy, you made me this way? Or like somebody made a fake mock-up of one. <laughs> and no, it said, but that sounds really good. I retweeted it for the record, but it says, My dad made me like this. Oh, God, Daddy, are you proud of your boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. I would buy that. If it, it existed as a real shirt. We could make it happen. Hell yeah, we could. There's nothing we can't do. <laughs> Basically, I feel like anyone who listened to this podcast did not learn anything new about the Backstreet Boys, but I'm sure they had a good time regardless. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we dropped a lot of important facts, but we really paid our respects. This whole time when we've been talking about them, we've been doing that Catholic thing where you do forehead, chest, left shoulder, right shoulder. Yeah, I'm doing the sign of the cross like every 30 seconds or so, and I'm kneeling, and uh, I'm actually in like a confession box right now. Yeah, obviously. When I was in fifth grade, my friends and I made up a dance to Larger Than Life. Also, when I was in fifth grade, I had a Backstreet Boys folder, and I remember probably when I was 10 or 11, we were listening to Backstreet Boys in the car. And I realized that I had been mouthing the words to every song the whole drive, but was thinking about other stuff. And that was the first time that had ever happened to me. Does that make sense? Like where you realize you know something so well that you're not even paying attention, but you know every word? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. And I hope that you do that all the time now. Exclusively only with the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) You don't, your brain doesn't have the capacity for anything but Backstreet Boys. I haven't learned a single song since. My final thoughts on the Backstreet Boys are AJ 
is the one that always has his nails done and they always look better than mine. Mm. And Brian is really little. Yep. And I could swaddle him if I felt like it. I mean, Kevin should swaddle him because he's the oldest, so he's kind of the father figure. Yeah, and they're cousins, so, like, they have that already a bond. Yeah, I bet he actually literally swaddled him in their childhood. Much to think about. (laughs) AJ, I think, was... We thought of him as a bad boy because he felt that way at the time, but he really just actually had an individual sense of style, and he had tattoos. He was kind of like playing the role of a bad boy, but he just liked to wear cool clothes and paint his nails. Yeah, if you want like actual really good insight into the Backstreet Boys and their lives, you should watch their documentary. (gasps) Get off our backs. Because they're never gone. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. Me too. Well, I really love them. And I don't think it needs to be a competition between them and NSYNC, but they did come first. (laughs) Technically. And the facts don't lie. They officially made more money. I love NSYNC and I celebrate them. But if I had to choose, I would pick Backstreet Boys. So if, if they were both hanging off cliffs and all five of them were attached to each other on each oh, bundle. <gasps> but what about Justin Timberlake? His wife's an anti-vaxxer. We don't care about her <laughs> happiness, <laughs> etc. If I could save all the Backstreet Boys and Justin Timberlake, that's what I would do. But oh my gosh, but what about Joey Fatone? Shit. What about J.C. Shazay? This is a real Sophie's choice. I think I feel more bonded to individually to the members of NSYNC. But like as a whole and their discography, I would choose Backstreet Boys. So if the members of NSYNC were hanging off a cliff, I would save them. But if all of the CDs of NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys were hanging off a cliff, I would say save the Backstreet Boys CDs. Damn, dude. Okay. Wow, I really just learned a lot about myself. That's true. I feel like I learned a lot about you, too. I feel really sad that I'm letting Kevin fall, but I gotta save Justin and Lance and Joey. Well, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC walked so that One Direction could run. Zayn is like Kevin. Because he left the group. But he also... But... Kevin came back, so maybe Zayn will come back. He f- better if he knows what's c- good for him. <sighs> Still haven't forgiven him, but I think that he really got what was coming to him with the song History, because they're literally, there's no way that song is not about him. It's true. We have a lot of history. Don't let it go. We can make some more, you dumbass. Why'd you leave? Those are the exact lyrics. <laughs> You big dumb bitch. And that that's exactly what they said. <laughs> what inc- incredible lyrics. I'm reading the description. I'm looking up t-shirts on Amazon of the Millennium cover on a t-shirt. And there is mm-hmm. one. And I endorse it. And I think you should buy it. But I just want to say in the description, one of the bullet points says, Show your sexy figure. Make you charming. Cute woman slash girl. <laughs> I've been shopping for phone cases, and one of my options is a drawing of Peggy Olsen from Mad Men. And here's the description. 
Peggy Phone Case Olson, Art Girl Boss, Feminist Mad Woman, Power TV Show Feminism, Men iPhone, Samsung LG, Google Pixel XSXR X8 Plus 7SE6S. <laughs> Hell yeah. I really want the one you, you sent me with Stevie on it with like a dove or whatever. Oh my gosh, it's so good, right? She's yeah. She's such an angel. Yeah, I found phone cases that I think all my friends should have. I think you need to have that Stevie Nicks one, and Amy needs to get Larry David as a Catholic saint. Well, do we have anything else to say about Backstreet Boys? No, we're done here. I'm absolutely done. Over it. About a month ago, I was driving, and I just listened to them and cried a lot because I love them a lot. (laughs) And I think at the end of most episodes, I say that I cry a lot about whatever we're talking about. That's good. If you don't cry, it's not worth talking about, frankly. Yeah. So you can just go back and look at everything that we've talked about so far and um, know that I've probably cried about it. Fleetwood Mac? Yep. What about Song of the South? Ooh, I have cried about racism before, but I have not specifically cried about Song of the South. So you got me. What about... Elvis. Yeah, I cried. I cried at Graceland <laughs> when I was with you. Touche. I cried a lot at his grave right before you got there. Oh yeah, I that was I didn't know that he was buried there. That actually surprised me. I didn't either. It was like kind of holy ground. It felt really like I shouldn't even be there. <laughs> you specifically shouldn't have been there. <laughs> This is a podcast about crying and pop culture. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. Sorry if you didn't get the answers you wanted, but that's really your own responsibility. Google it. We can't carry all of that weight for you. Do the work.